My name is Calvin West, host of 81 Degrees Kelvin, the podcast you're currently listening to. Let's dive on in and see what's hot today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. This is 81 Degrees Kelvin. As you know, we jump right into the topics. Right now, we're talking to a nurse who is working in the field right now um, here in Phoenix, Arizona. We have uh, guest host Taylor West on the phone. How are you doing, Taylor? Good. How are you? Fantastic. All right, my friend, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I actually just got home from a shift. So Okay. Now, tell us a little bit about your, your background and, and what you do um, and what you do. So I run one of the um, major urgent cares out here in Phoenix. So um, I, I'm pretty much the first line of defense when people are getting sick with a cough or a fever. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's what I do. I get to check them in. I get to treat and just kind of see what goes from there. So now you're so so you're you're a first uh, what do they call it a, first responder a first responder in this yeah. in this pandemic that's going on. Tell us what your perception is in regards to the pandemic here in Phoenix. What uh, how I think about it? What I yeah, think about it? Yeah, tell us your story. Um, so I mean, it's pandemic. What? Else? But I'm taking it as serious as I possibly can. Um, when I see people that aren't taking it as serious as they can't as they should be, it kind of upsets me because. I'm the one that these people are coming to, you know, right. like these people are getting sick off of people that are not washing their hands, not doing the whole social distancing. And I'm totally for the social distancing. Like don't come near me and touch me yeah, because nobody knows what germs you're carrying. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are your thoughts on people who are, who are just kind of, you know, doing business as usual and going out and you've seen them post pictures of them at like, you know, these different festivals and stuff. Like, what are your thoughts about that? Honestly, I mean, these people have grandparents, these people have parents, this disease, I mean, this virus, it's not hurting the younger generation. It's hurting the older generation. So ultimately you're putting your parents, your grandparents at risk. Um, anybody with underlying medical conditions, such as hypertension, diabetes, anything like that, asthma, that's right, also, right. Yeah. these people are also getting at risk to these, to this virus. So when you're out there having a fun time trying to go to the bars that were still open, which I was surprised finally shut down. Wasn't it surprising? It's surprising. Like the bars that, that tried to stay open and, and put out these statements of like, we're doing everything possible. No, you're not. You're staying open. No. Like that's not because, everything possible. Because then again, you fall on human error. Not everyone's going to remember to wash their hands or to to get that sanitizer on their hands before talking to the next customer. Right. 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 And we kind of dove right into it, but earlier you said, you know, um, you're taking it very seriously and you want others to take it very seriously. So what does that mean specifically when it comes to the tasks or the day-to-day living? And and is it washing hands? Is that enough? Does that mean if you're staying inside, is that enough? Is that taking it seriously? Or what does that specifically mean from your medical expertise? So washing your hands is going to be your best line of defense. You need to wash your hands, warm water, soap for at least 20 seconds or more. Yeah. Um, Self quarantining yourself also is a great way to help stop the defense because you have to think how many things do you touch in a day? How many times do you touch your face in a day? 
so I many think, times. So many times. Yeah, that so has many. been my hardest time too. When someone tells yeah, me not yeah. to touch my face, I just want to touch. You just want to touch my your face, face all day. right? Yeah. yeah, and in my and and being in the medical field, I I I touch my face all the time. Now yeah. I'm more cautious on how I'm touching my face. Do I need to use my hands to touch my face, or can I use my shoulder? to kind of like make it's that it's that you're dying to itch so but I, go so, ahead so is there anything out there that like is there something that you and, and again this this is this is from your perspective on what's going on is there something that that we as a society do, doesn't know right now is, is there something that that we should know that we don't know out there right now is in regards to all this honestly if there is i'm not too sure about yeah, it yeah yeah tell you the truth I, um, I mean yeah. i have my theories about the whole virus and where it came from and how it was made. But I, I can't like dive in a hundred percent on that because I don't know the facts yeah, all too yeah. well in this part. I'm curious what your theories are actually. <laughs> my, my theories are is that this virus was created. It wasn't. Yeah. It just didn't evolve from a SARS virus. You know, here's the thing is that there's, there's a lot of talk about that. There's a lot of talk yeah. about that. And, um, and, 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 you know, and honestly, I, I, I haven't put too much thought into it um, because I, I am somebody who is, who's um, at risk. I mean, I'm HIV positive and, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm very healthy, but the, at the same time, I've never had the coronavirus. And so I'm taking it seriously yeah. as if, as if it is going to be an issue for those with HIV. But yeah. um, I, so I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to put a lot of thought in the whole, you know, control aspect of this, right? Because if this if this was created, it has to be some sort of like um, control that's trying to be placed on the population, right? Would you agree? Well, yeah, I, I do agree. And when I was when I look at the statistics and how I see these the this virus acting, is it's not affecting your younger generation, right? Um, there are no uh, deaths in a younger generation that are healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, healthy. It's important that you say that because actually, I, I, I saw something today where a 21 year old uh, passed away from the virus, but it was is because he had a he had leukemia that was not diagnosed. Yeah, right. So an underlying medical condition. Yeah, an underlying medical condition that wasn't diagnosed, and so a lot of younger people who, and this is kind of like a, a, a heads up to the younger people who think they're going to be fine. There's a lot of undiagnosed conditions out there that might make you not fine. You know what I mean? Would yeah. you agree with that statement? I completely agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm 28 years old and I have hypertension. Right. And hypertension meets the, which is high blood pressure, which meets the criteria in the statistics. To put you at if risk. If I get the coronavirus, I'm at risk of death. Wow. That's that's huge. One thing yeah. that I've seen a lot of responses to, either from friends or on, on social media, is people say, Guys, it's just the flu. Yeah. It's we're going to be fine. Everyone gets the flu and then they take medication, they rest and they get better. What is your response to that? So in the first um, the first phases of this virus spreading, that was my first reaction was this is just the flu. Yeah, this is this is just another form of a flu. It'll go by in a week or two. Now, being at where we are now and how the entire world is shutting down, I'm like, okay, there's something more to this. It's not the flu, baby. Yeah, it's not the flu. <laughs> I mean, it, it, can, it can be a strain of the flu. It can be a version of the flu. That's fine. But I've never seen a flu in my 38 years of living shut down entire states, shut down entire governments, shut down entire countries. This is not the flu. Yeah. 
I think because we've had the flu for so long and we have, you know, your antiviral such as Tamiflu, it's a little bit different when we're thinking of it that way. But this virus, we don't have a vaccine for it. We don't have um, an antiviral to help with it because we, this is our first first contact with this virus. So I think that's where people are thinking, oh, it's just the flu. We can just take medicine for it. No, there is no medication for it. Right. And what I've seen is that the, the virus is actually evolving too. And now there's two different strands, which make it much more complicated to even produce a, uh, a vaccine for, because it's not just producing vaccine for one, but it's producing vaccines for two individual strains. And that makes it much more complicated. And the question is now they're asking, is it going to evolve again into four, into six, into eight? And it's almost bleeding the line of not of if it does, when it does and Hmm. how to get ahead of it. Hmm. Yeah. So here's so here's something that I I kind of you know we we can we can go down this rabbit hole right like we can we can continue down this <laughs> rabbit hole we can think about like oh my gosh all the the bad things that are going to happen but here's a reality if you look back at China the things that I'm reading now is that I, I just read something about an hour ago about the cases the 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 number of new cases is next to next to zero so it's almost as if China has moved past this what are your thoughts on that so um. I've also read the same thing. I read yeah. that China didn't have a, uh, a a new case in I think a day, right? Something like that. No, it's, it's I think it's actually more than a couple of days. But I but but continue, yeah. Yeah, um, I think I just don't think a virus just goes away. I think really. Uh, I think that that's great for them that they haven't had a case, but how many people are being tested and how many people, because a lot of these other countries, they went rapid testing quickly. They were testing everybody in a short amount of time. So yeah, dude, how crazy is it that we are not that we are not testing people here in America? Like how how crazy is that to you? Well, as a nurse, do you have access to testing? So facilities do have access to testing. The only thing that's holding us back is the CDC. We have we have the test, but if you don't meet a certain criteria, we're not going to test you. Isn't that dangerous? It's I I believe that's dangerous. If it was me, I'd be testing everyone. And what's the criteria? What's the criteria to say yeah. they should should or should not get tested? So I really I really can't say the criteria because okay. I don't want to teach people what to say sure, when they sure. go in. Okay, totally fine, totally fine, yeah. Um, I mean, if you look on the CDC, they will tell you what to look out for. And there are certain numbers and phone numbers that you can call right, to also right. do a screening as well yeah. to see if you do meet, meet those criteria to test. And if you can't, and I understand not giving the specifics, and but I think what we've seen as a public is if you have flu-like symptoms, you mm-hmm. should go get tested, right? You should go see uh, a hospital or medical, medical yeah. professional. So that's very common, though. How do you differentiate yeah. between the two? Exactly, especially when we're in the midst of a flu season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's where I'm. That's where we're kind of. That's where you meet. There's a second stage in that criteria that you have to meet. Gotcha. So yes, if you have a fever. Yes, if you had. Um, your sore throat, cough, congestion, runny nose. But then there's another set of questions that you have to answer. And if you don't answer those questions correctly, you're not going to get tested. So tell me what you're most concerned about right now. 
So my most concern about is, um, so in the urgent care settings, we're limited in our supplies. Yeah. The hospitals come first. And if the hospitals are running out of supplies, they're going to get the supplies first. Okay. My big concern is that people are, they're going to freak out. They're, Arizona hasn't seen quite enough um, enough cases yet. We've only had 20 confirmed positive cases. Right, right. I think it's 27 by now. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what I read and too. Yeah. We haven't seen as much as people like California or Washington or New York where they're in complete shutdown. So I think once we get to those parts, because I, I, I called it, I knew the restaurants and bars would be closing soon. Then you're going to have your non-essential businesses close down. Yeah. And then it's going to be, don't leave your house. And then it's going to be, and then that, that could, that could invoke martial law. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Calling the nation in the state of emergency is the first step yeah. in martial law. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of get people prepared for what's coming. Yeah. My friend, uh, if there's something that you could say to anybody listening out there that they would need to hear, uh, what would that be? If you're sick and you are of a younger age, stay home. Treat the symptoms with ibuprofen for your fever. Um, If you're having nausea and vomiting, drink plenty of fluids. But if you're sick, stay home because that is going to stop the spread of the infection. So just real quick, because we're actually about to wrap this up. I've, I've read new things that ibuprofen is not what we should be taking if you have these symptoms. Ibuprofen? That's that's what that's the new stuff that I've read. The new stuff? Yeah. I haven't read anything on that. Okay. I know that because you want to treat that fever. Yeah, you want to make sure. sure. But there are some that like if you're asthmatic and you think you have it, there's breathing treatments that you're not supposed to be taking and, and stuff like this. Yeah, but yeah. I haven't heard anything about not taking ibuprofen or Tylenol yet. Very good. Well, um, it, it just, it, it was specifically to ibuprofen. So we'll just, we'll just kind of leave it, leave that at that. The people need to look that up. Yeah. Um, yeah look that and, up and, and, and refer to your, to your health organizations out there before you, um, you know, cause we're, we're not experts here on this podcast. Anyone yeah. who's Calvin is, you know, we're just here to have a conversation. So seek, oh, yeah, um, of course. seek medical <laughs> professional yeah. help. If, uh, yeah. If, Don't follow us. <laughs> I will, I will ask. Um, I will double check on that and yeah, then please. I will see you. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It was absolutely amazing. And um, any final words? Um, yeah, I do have a hotline number if anybody wants please, to. Yeah. yeah it, so it's going to be one eight four four eight. I'm sorry, five four two eight two zero one. Let's go ahead and give that one more time in full. One eight four four five four two eight two zero one. Folks, you heard it here first. Give that phone call a uh, give that hotline a phone call, and uh, to make sure you you guys are safe out there. Until next time, make sure you wash your hands. Taylor, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. And to our uh, and to our nurse out there, you're doing the most good. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right, that's eighty one degrees Calvin. Thank you guys. 81 Degrees Kelvin is brought to you by WhyPodcasts.com. The 81 Degrees Kelvin podcast can be found on all major platforms, including Google, Apple, and Spotify. And remember, for your podcast needs, YBS, go with the best. WhyPodcasts.com. Tomorrow's solutions today.